0: My name is Alexandra Gorlatt and I'm a solicitor admitted in Australia working within Paris Smith's employment law team. Today we'll be discussing um, whether employees can enforce payment of discretionary bonuses. I'm going to discuss firstly the case of Bluestone's medical recruitment and Swinnerton and the guidance received from the Employment Tribunal and Employment Appeals Tribunal with respect to factors about discretionary bonuses. Following that, we will look at what both employers and employees need to do to protect their positions. Employees may establish the entitlement to a discretionary bonus in circumstances where the contract has been varied through custom and practice. However, must clearly demonstrate that this is the case by reference to a relevant indicia. The decision of Bluestone's medical recruitment and Swinnerton highlights that in certain circumstances an employee can be found entitled to a bonus Despite his or her employment contract containing a discretionary bonus clause. Mr. Swinnerton was an employee who had been internally promoted to General Manager of Bluestones in 2015. He was employed under a contract that included a clause relating to a discretionary bonus, which provided that any bonus to be paid was at the complete discretion of the company. In February 2017, Mr. Swinnerton was suspended pending a disciplinary investigation. He was subsequently dismissed for gross misconduct. Bluestones indicated that payments had been made to Mr. Swinnerton as loans to be repaid by him from dividends when he became a shareholder. There was some documentary evidence supporting that these payments had been made as loans. However, Mr. Swinnerton argued that these payments were bonus payments to which he was rightfully entitled on the basis of a previous agreement with management. At first instance, the Employment Tribunal concluded that Mr. Swinnerton was entitled to receive the bonus by virtue of custom and practice and by reason of his previous discussions with management, it found that an agreement had been struck with Mr Conway, the former Managing Director of Bluestones, that Mr Swinnerton would be paid 6.5% of the business operating profit. Bluestones appealed the decision to the Employment Appeals Tribunal. On appeal, the EAT provided guidance on the relevant considerations to look at when considering discretionary employee benefits, including bonuses. The EAT confirmed the following. Firstly that the onus was on Mr Swinnerton to demonstrate he had a legal entitlement to a payment said to have been unlawfully deducted. Secondly, that the claim must be in respect to an identifiable sum. And thirdly, no term should be implied which is inconsistent with an express contractual term unless there is an established intention to vary that contractual term. Specifically, the factors outlined in Park, Cakes and Schumber and others should be considered. The EAT- turn to Schoomba and others and outline the potentially relevant factors as follows. Factors to consider include the number of occasions and the period of time over which the impugned benefits have been paid, whether the benefits are always the same, the extent to which the benefits have been publicised generally, how the terms are described, what is contained in the express contract and whether the employer's practice is equally explicable on the basis that it is discretionary as it is by legal obligation, the EAT ultimately found that the Employment Tribunal had failed to address the factors identified in Park Cakes. It therefore remitted the matter back to the ET for the unauthorised deductions claim to be considered afresh. So what can we take from this decision? Firstly, for employees, if they wish to challenge the non-payment of discretionary bonuses, the onus is on the employee to establish that an express term for discretionary bonuses has been varied. For employers, if employers intend to make bonus payments to employees at their discretion, contractual clauses need to be properly drafted to reflect this. However, employers should bear in mind that if what is contained in the contract differs from what happens in practice, it may be that an employee has a stronger claim to enforce the payment of a discretionary bonus. Thank you for listening. I'm Alexandra Golat, and if you have any further questions or queries about discretionary bonuses or employment contracts in general, my details can be found on the Paris Smith website.